Hello, and welcome back to the Dinner Table Podcast. This week, we are discussing queerness. And we're not bringing in a professional because we're both queer, and that doesn't mean we're experts on it, but we just kind of want to talk about our experiences with it. And we don't need to talk about whether it's ethical or not because it's definitely ethical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the end of the podcast. No. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Bye, that's everyone. It. We're done. Thank Tune you. in next week. Hang it up. Thanks for joining us at the dinner table. Before we begin, we would like to disclaim that these views do not reflect the state news and our opinions are subject to change at later date. Thank you for joining. Yeah, no, we just kind of wanted to end February's Love and Sex Month with mm-hmm. queerness, something we're familiar with. Something fun, something exciting. Yeah. So you're queer. I'm queer. Yeah, I've just recently been outed by myself as queer. <laughs> okay, okay. And thank God it was just should, me. Should Tessa Osborne be canceled for outing someone? <laughs> myself? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Have I? Have you ever outed someone? Not on purpose. Okay. I definitely have an accident, though. I definitely have. Because sometimes you, you just, sometimes you just forget. <laughs> because I've been out. I first came out in seventh grade. So sometimes I just forget that not everyone is out. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah. Especially in our age right now, it's mm-hmm. hard because it does not feel like there are any repercussions for being gay. Yes. But I understand that people who are still in the closet still do feel like there are repercussions, whether there are or not. If anything, I think being queer is like has such positive connotations. Like I'm so glad that I'm gay. Okay. That I'm queer. I'm not yeah, I'm I'm bisexual. That's my my little tagline. Okay. What's your? What are you? I'm gay. Okay. Gay man. Gay man. Oh, maybe we should start with our coming out stories. Let's tell our coming out stories. Okay, this is so fun. Yeah, so let's have a little moment. You should go first because yours is more less recent. I came out on an early release day in either October or November to my friend Porter. We were in the lunchroom, just chilling, and I was like, "Oh my god, guess who I have a crush on?" And then they started guessing. <laughs> it's like a little El Mills. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little. He's giving me a look, <laughs> a, ju- a judgment. I am not the biggest Elle Mills stan. Okay. Or fan, but whatevs. Anyway, and yeah, and then they, I, I said something like, I don't know, like it's not a girl or whatever. And then they were like, oh, wow. And that's the first person I came out to in the middle school cafeteria, seventh grade. Okay. I'll tell my friend experience. Okay. Yes. I think, so because I'm bisexual, you know, it's it's kind of hard I think because it's not such a gray and white, you know, because yeah. for you it's like I clearly only like men. Yes. Yeah, and that's easy to identify it. Yes, but for you there's so much and there's stigmas for mm-hmm. you. Stigmas. So it was kinda like, oh, like I like women, but I also like really like men and I'm happy in my male relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so it felt like maybe this is just like normal attraction. But yeah. then I met someone and it was a woman. And I was like, she is beautiful, stunning, amazing, great, fantastic. Want to date her? She's yeah, inspiring. Thank you. Yes. And that's when I really came to the conclusion that, you know, I was bisexual and I could be bisexual. But it was um, how did it your was hard. how did your journey to your emotional journey to not only realizing that you were queer but coming to terms with it once you came out? Not that there are necessarily terms that you had to come to yeah. but like how are you feeling emotionally pre come out during come out okay yeah post come out so pre come out i would say it's been a long time coming i would say that okay we're we're talking about intersectionalities right so it's kind of like being when you're interracial i don't know if anyone can relate out there uh but 
They, it probably can. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing for that because I am adopted, so I'm Chinese. But then in the inside, I'm white because I was raised by an American family mm-hmm. since I was one. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm white. But And that's hard for me to be like, I'm not fully Chinese, but I'm not fully American. And I never fit all the way in either or. Mm-hmm. And that's like the same thing with my bisexuality. And that was really hard to come to because you can't just like, there's no gene for you to be like, I can prove this. You have to just kind of come to it and be like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was like really hard because I was finding, I was dating men and I was happy with them. So I just thought maybe I was just attracted to them or maybe I was just trying to fit in with my queer friends because mm-hmm. they were so gay and I wanted to be gay. And like the things that I liked were gay. And I, I do think that there's positive connotations to being gay and I really wanted to be. <laughs> I know okay. that sounds really crazy. No, at least, at but, least it was fulfilled. Yeah, but then I, but then I was like, I actually am gay, and that's really a great thing for me. Yeah, but yeah, it it is hard, and I think it's. I wrote a column about this, but it's really hard for people that are bisexual to be like happy and content being in the middle, like not happy. They are happy, but like being able to be like the middle is a thing you can be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's hard. There, yes, there is a gray zone in sexuality. Sexuality as a whole is just one big gray zone. No. It, Everything is a spectrum, and I think people forget that things are a spectrum and nothing's red and green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice colors, red and green. Red and Very green. festive. Thank you. Ten months in advance. So I kind of was like, in my realization when I found that person that I realized I liked, I just started coming out to them. I was like, I'm bisexual, I'm bisexual, just so I can hint to them. And then like, it was easy to tell my friends because all my friends are gay or queer. And so it, that wasn't hard. Like, mm-hmm. they were probably waiting for it. They're, yeah, they were like, okay, come on, Tessa. Yeah, they were like, thank you. And I was like, yeah, thank you. Uh, I just recently came out to my family. Really? How was that? Um, That was good. I decided to break up with my first girlfriend and come out to my family in the same day. So it was kind of fun to, <laughs> you know, kind of drop the bomb. Wait, I need a timeline. Was the breakup pre or post telling the parents? So this is... I decided on Valentine's Day that things were coming to an end. And it was kind of the best selection because, you know, two days after that was their birthday. And then the week after that was their <laughs> year anniversary. So it was kind of like, what do we choose from those? You know, and like, do we wait? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I decided that Valentine's Day was the best out of the options. So I drove back because she's from my hometown. And I said, I told my family first because she was working. Yeah, so I went home and I was like, I'm going to tell them because I wrote my column in the print edition. And I really wanted to show them because I was also the cover. And that was mm-hmm. really cool for me. I went and I said, hey, guys, I have to tell you something. And they're like, what? And I was like, I am bisexual. I've been dating this person for almost a year, but I'm breaking up with them tonight. <laughs> and yeah, and I have recently been receiving a lot of disappointment from my mother from it but i know that that is just because she didn't she wanted to know first Mm -hmm. and i understand that like i would want to know first too Mm -hmm. and i have those instances with my friends where they tell another friend because they're scared of my judgment because obviously like because from the outside like from my mother's perspective it's like she's like oh i'm closer to her i should have known first but sometimes because you're closer to someone they don't want to let you know first because you're so close to them and if they lose you yeah 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 So it's kind of easier to come out to other people Mm -hmm. and then gauge from there. Mm -hmm. And also it's like being bisexual is 
something that is because it's so grayscale I didn't want to like receive any like oh like if I dated a man after a woman like, mm-hmm. oh you're just straight again or mm-hmm. you know any of that yeah. slack yeah yeah so that's kind of my coming out we're still kind of we're, we're still kind of in it I, it's only been like a week but <laughs> we're yeah. still kind of swimming in it yeah yeah it'll be fun mm-hmm. yeah but tell me about right. you coming out to your right. parents so um i came out to my mom when i was on spring break in las vegas i can't remember if i told her before or after a britney spears concert but i know that it was on the day of a britney spears concert when she was doing her residency there and i mean every authority figure relative whatever that knows has been super supportive for me so like i've never had I've never been like, oh, my God, my family hates me, like that kind of thing. Like, I've never experienced that sentiment. Uh, I told my dad, like, a month later, my stepmom, like, a month after that. And I told my stepmom in Chicago on the day that we were going to see Carly Rae Jepsen. So, very telling. I mean, yeah. I So, was she surprised at all? My mom, no. Yeah. Because I asked my mom if she, like, after the fact, retrospectively, if she, like, knew. And she was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. My dad was like, is not something you think about? Kind of how my parents are. Yeah. They're like, oh, we don't really need to know the label. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're like privileged to like have, you know, accepting Yeah, families. because it is really sad that there are people out there who don't have accepting families. Mm-hmm. And there are resources out there if you don't. do not have a receptive family. Yeah. And we love you. I love queer people. Yes. So just DM me. Let's talk about just the queer community. The community? The community. There's something that I really want to talk about that happens in the queer community a lot. Okay, talk um, about it. So there's the whole phase of it coming out, right? Yeah. Being out. And I think because people are out, that gives other queer people the thought that they are, they want to date them. Like, if you were in a room with another gay man, mm-hmm. and he knows you're gay and he's gay, he sometimes I think there's like this unspoken word of no, like, yes. Like, yes. we can fuck each other because we're both gay. But in reality, that's not how that works. Like, straight community doesn't work like that. Like, yes, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where things can get really, like, fucked up. Yes. That's true. Yes, I agree. There's, yeah. I feel like there's a sense, kind of, like, more extreme, like, a sense of entitlement. Like, oh, this person. Mm-hmm. Owes like, me something because they're gay. Yes. And I'm gay. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, exactly. it's a very strange uh, mentality to have especially like when you're first coming out because you just expect everything to be like it would be for heterosexual couples like you just think oh I'm just gonna like find someone like Mm -hmm. at first and then that's that's usually not the case it's really hard especially in high school Mm -hmm. that brings up a whole thing of this happened a lot in high school with my friends that were queer um where it would be like kind of the question of like, do you really like them or are they just queer? You know, like, do you really like so and so, or is it just because they're the only lesbian in our school? Oh, you know. And See, I only my freshman year did I actually like someone who was at the school. Yeah. After that, I was just like, no, can't do it. Yeah, exactly, because it's like, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's hard. Mm-hmm. And then in college, everyone's gay. It seems uh, like. <laughs> It does feel like that. Mm, it does feel like everyone is, yeah. I'm mostly friends with queer people mm-hmm. in college, Michigan at uh, Michigan State, yeah. Yeah, and but yeah, I do think that that is a 
really big problem in the queer community. Yes, and sexual assault too. Taking that entitlement a step mm-hmm. further, exactly, and, and assuming that someone owes you sex because you share the same sexuality. Yeah, because there's like a lot of you're at a bar and that person's a lesbian, you're a lesbian, and then you see them and then they push you up against the wall and start kissing you because they think, you know, because, I mean... Because, yeah, it's they like... Think, it's, yeah, oh, it's, it's sexy. It's like. perpetrated in entertainment and media to exactly. be, oh, this, like, hot, newfangled... Not newfangled, but hot thing to do, partake mm-hmm. in. Yeah, but we have to remember that just because... Boundaries know, and consent. Boundaries and consent. Still apply, still apply. Still apply in the queer community. Yes. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't realize the sexual assault in the queer community. Because once we were in an Uber, we were in Grand Rapids, we were in an Uber, we were just talking about it. And then the driver was like, I had no idea there was like such a problem with sexual assault in the gay community. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of heterosexual people don't like understand, not understand, but they don't like realize how much nasty. There's like a lot of sexual assault happening in the gay community Mm -hmm. and it's not. Okay. Yes. Obviously. Oh my God, yes, so we do not. Great. We do not endorse sexual assault at the dinner table podcast. <laughs> we get it. I want to run a little hypothesis that my roommate has towards you. Let's see if we feel the same. So he has this notion that gay people are all depressed, and it's because we're gay that we're depressed. Like, he says that... It's more correlation than causation. And I know I was going to say this when you asked it. So it's it's correlated. Like, being depressed and being gay are correlated. But being gay does not cause being depressed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Because I know plenty yeah. of gay people who are not depressed. Yeah, me too. That's a lie. That's <laughs> it's a lie. It's a lie. I only know depressed it's gay people. I only know depressed <laughs> gay people. Which brings me to the point of how many depressed gay people do you know who are actually going to therapy? Just Nobody. Ran, I know. I go to boy. therapy. Yes. Let's talk about some culture. So there are some things that you'll just see and be like, oh, that's that's like a gay man would like that. A bisexual woman would yeah, be into that. Exactly. Let's, let's discuss some of our favorite telltale signs. I love doing. Okay. I know everyone's like, Tessa, why do you care about sexuality? It's just a fun thing to care about. And my favorite thing is to do is to find some social media. Go on there, see who they follow, and find the telltale signs mm-hmm. because people never know, especially the verified ones. Those mm-hmm. ones show up at the top. And there are some there are some things that are you might call them gay, but in actuality, they're not. They're not like following the Fab Five. That's actually a straight man's gay man. Yes. Like yes. those five gay men are for straight people. They're not yes. for the gay community. Um, some other people that are very telling. Shane Dawson, Rylan Adams, Nikita Dragon. Charlie XCX. Charlie XCX. Um, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Oh, Dua Lipa. Laura uh, Dern. Panic at the Disco. Fall Out Boy. Uh, Dan and Phil. Any YouTuber yeah. from the times of 2012 to 2015. Yeah. Dodie. Britney Spears. Britney, yeah. Britney. Britney's a tell. Like, 2000s. Uh, Anybody who likes Britney. Yeah. Watching... Sex in the City, strictly sex, gay. Oh, Sex in the City is such a big, such a big one. No, that is the gayest show that could come out when it came out. If that makes sense, it was the bridge from straight to gay. Boys Town, Chicago. I accidentally went with my mom once. It's very gay. Okay, very I'll gay. Take your word for very it. gay in Boys Town, Chicago. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I take your word for it. 
I think Chicago's kind of artsy guy. Fashion things, things to look for in women. I always look for, are you wearing Doc Martens? Are you, <laughs> are your nails clipped? Are you rolling your jeans? Oh yeah, rolling the jeans Beanies. For, for men too. Um, overalls are a bisexual thing. Stripes are a bisexual thing. That's kind of all I got. But I always look at the cuffs. The cuffs are like the sign. Yeah. Do I cuff every item of clothing if I can? Yeah. Yeah. Not even intentionally. Yeah. It's just a fashion choice. I'm double cuffed up right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He is double cuffed. Oh my gosh. We just came to an epiphany earlier. We did. Snap maps. (gasps) Oh, the snap maps epiphany. So the other day we were just chilling, me and Griffin. And he goes, all of the men I know on my snap maps are gay. And then I look at mine. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And minus like 10%, you know, 10% stragglers. I, yeah, I have like two They're straight all men. gay men. I have two Yeah, like, I two literally have men. like two. Mm-hmm. And in the East Lansing area, I have one. Mm-hmm. And like every single gay man on my snap pretty much has snap maps on. Yeah. Therefore, snap maps. Snap maps is gay. Snap maps is a gay man thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's talk about stereotypes. Okay. So are there any by stereotypes that you just find stupid or that don't apply to you or don't apply to by women um, period by women i there's the stereotype right now going around on tiktok that by women only like women and they like two men which <laughs> obviously for me is the opposite well, i really duh that's where the bi comes from in the name yeah i really actually i would say you know you're never allowed to ask okay here are some bi rules. Actually, let's get into it. Some bi rules, okay. Some bi rules. Some Never ask bi- a bisexual person what their percentage is, what, who they favor more. It's a spectrum, you know? Mm-hmm. Someday I'm gonna, some days I'm going to wake up and I'm going to find more men attractive. Some days I'm going to wake up and find more women attractive. And that's just how it is. It just depends on who you be seeing. Yeah. I would say I do find myself like more attracted to men on the day-to-day than women. But that's just because I think being attracted to men is, like, different than being attracted to women. Like, women, it's more than just, like, oh, I think that woman is, like, hot. It's, like, I want emotional connection. So you feel your attraction to the different genders differently? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There's that. And that's a stereotype. I think another one is, like, cheating, obviously. Not being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. um, Wanting threesomes. Yeah. All stereotypes. All stereotypes. Not true. Not 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 necessarily true. not foundationally true. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think that we're not to be trusted, that it's just a phase. A lot of people in the queer community, especially like queer, especially for like women, a lot of like lesbians I know that I've experienced are very like biphobic because they think that we're just lying or we're trying to be like quirky or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, same with bi men too. Like a lot of gay men, and I think just people in general are like, "Oh, you're just gay. You like you just don't want to come out as gay." Yeah, exactly. A lot of people tell me that too. Like you, they, you don't want to come out, or you're just like you'll be gay tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. But it's like I know full well that I am right. Yeah, because you're the only one feeling the attractions that you're feeling. Exactly, and just because like, yeah, bisexuality is how you define it. Mm-hmm. Not really. You don't have to prove it to anyone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have sex to be bi. True. Yeah, you don't have to have sex to have a sexuality. Exactly. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. nobody's like, hey, are you straight? Prove it. Have you had sex with someone of the opposite sex? True. Yeah. 
it's like no but yeah those are some of the biophobias i would say mm-hmm. what about you uh i mean it's just like the typical portrayal of the gay best friend in uh like high school or teen rom-coms feels very suffocating when people when it seems like people only want to be around you or your friend because of your sexuality because i'm the type of person who doesn't like to base everything on my sexuality like it's Mm -hmm. just like it's just like it's a part of me but it's not something that i feel the need to like bring up and address all the time like to new people yeah you know yeah like there's a lot of like oh this guy's gay from a female perspective like oh this guy's gay so we're gonna be friends which, yeah, like nine times out of ten, I'm going <laughs> to still be friends with you. It's evident when sexuality is a driving basis in friendships, and that's kind of irritating. That's like something I always talk to you about. It's like, well, we actually have a term for it. We do have a term for it, yeah. Um, I don't know. It starts with an F yeah, and it ends yeah. with hack. Rhymes. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little rhyme scheme. It's a little rhyme, and it basically defines a straight woman that is friends with gay men based on the basis of them helping them with fashion, being yeah. a supportive with their boy yeah. problems. Being so token. Very token, very like they you they never ask them how are they doing? Yeah. How are their relationships with men? You know, they don't really care about the actual queerness of you. Yeah. They care about the flamboyance and the Yes. They want to cuddle you. They're like kind of straight women that would try to kiss a gay man. Yes. Yes, yeah. and it's kind of strange when people are like, oh, like, are you talking to anyone? Like, are you seeing anyone? Because I'm just, like... Being a token. Being token, like, just, like, listening and being like, oh, yeah, like, mm-hmm. like listening and responding, but not, I like, not contributing. Yeah, and I think that's something I try to do. I try to yeah. be supportive, yeah. too. But, yeah, I know that that is something that happens a lot, and that's really sad because, you know, gay men are... You have complex lives, just yeah. like us. Yeah. And the gay men, they're j- we're just like you. <laughs> they're just like any other guy, except for they want to see a penis. Yeah. Maybe. That, yeah. Don't assume. Yeah. Not all the time. Hey, you gotta uh, ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ask. Um. No. Uh. Yeah, but vice versa. Like on the lesbian side, the queer women side, it's like people don't want to be friends with queer women, especially these hags they mm-hmm. don't want to be friends with queer women they don't go out of their way they're not like oh my gosh that woman's queer like i want to be friends with her mm-hmm. she's gonna help me with fashion advice so they're like oh that's weird i think that's hard for them for the world needs to get better at introducing queer women in a positive light because we've got like the fab five and everybody loves the fab five but if it was the fab lesbian five <laughs> nobody would want to see them Wait. Build your fab lesbian five right now. Okay, okay. What's her name? Jane Lynch? (laughs) (laughs) Ellen DeGeneres is not the name I was looking up, by the way. Ellen DeGeneres, I I would say maybe Portia could come, because I can't think of anyone else. Good. Portia deserves it. Yeah, it's hard because there's not, like, a lot of queer women. Hannah Hart. Oh, my gosh, they're all white women that look the same. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) You... You do kind of have a blonde streak going in your lesbian fab five. Well, it's because the only lesbians that are famous right now, oh, okay, are, like, white women, because that's, like, how the world works. True. Yeah, we'll talk about that after this, but, yeah, so, <laughs> from the famous women that we know. So, I would do Jane Lynch, Ellen DeGeneres, Portia, and then I would do Rapino, and then I would do Catherine Mowing, Shane from The L Word. Oh. I thought that's the fab lesbians, and they're all white. Sorry. 
That's okay. Um, and then I want to talk from there. There's a big problem in the queer community that like white people are, you know, obviously the dominant. And you don't mm-hmm. see like a lot of, of color in the queer community being represented. Represented. Mm-hmm. That's like a new thing. That's like not a new thing, but that's like they're trying to make that better. But like especially in media, you're seeing not with the Fab Five because gay men are also like a little bit ahead because mm-hmm. the world's more accepting. But yeah, not that I think about the Fab lesbians and that they're all white and that needs to get better. Yeah, it does need to get better. We do need better representation of our queer brothers, sisters, and people who don't identify with either of those genders. Exactly, we need exactly. 100% we need better representation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also like casting queer people for oh, yeah. queer roles needs to get better. Yes, because there are a lot of straight people. people who get cast for gay roles. And I, like, it doesn't offend me, but I do, I do understand and I do agree that there should be better casting Yeah, for both not white gay people and just gay people in general for gay roles. Exactly, and I think that they need to be written better as well. Like, oh, it needs to be, like, a lot of the time in lesbian films, it's like they break up or they don't end up together. They end up with men or... Like, same thing, like, in Call Me By Your Name, that's how it ends. Or, like, you're the token gay, or you're mm-hmm. the token lesbian. And it is kind of crazy to note how far we've come, like, in media. Because in old friends, they still make jokes about sexuality, and mm-hmm. they still are, like, not rude about it, but they're, like, they view homosexuality and being queer as, like, a joke. So now serious. that we're actually in things like Friends, and, like, we are making moves into like normative pop culture which is kind of what i wrote my column for the love and sex issue about Mm -hmm. about how lgbtq plus people in pop culture kind of serve as people to look up to nowadays for young gay kids yeah exactly yeah because they're the they're the truest form yeah Mm -hmm. and it's nice to see them i think yeah to Mm -hmm. be out there because especially like actors aren't they're acting and those mm. roles are there but they're not real but yeah. then if you see people like ariana grande who is queer and like harry styles who's queer and like people like that who are in the middle of the spectrum that's like good for me i think and like frank ocean's by and like tyler the creator and willow smith oh, it's, and yes it's so crazy how yeah. like being gay in the rap community is so high like before 2000 Eminem got some homophobic lyrics for you. (laughs) But now there's so many LGBTQ musicians, actors, actresses, celebrities, Mm -hmm. just et cetera, et cetera, that become heroes for young queer youth. That was a reference to Perry's class. Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah. um, It's good to see representation, and I hope that the that Hollywood someday I hope Hollywood gives accurate representation. Yeah, because I think that Hollywood, like, Hollywood is the basis of things changing. Like, once Hollywood changes, we change. Like, whatever Hollywood puts out is what the mass community is going to believe. Yeah, true, because, yeah, Yeah. that happened with, like, the Me Too movement. Like, Mm -hmm. that was rooted in Hollywood. And then then it came down to people who aren't, famous celebrities too yeah so it, i do agree that a lot of things happen or start in <coughs> hollywood and then come down from that or that or 
there. <laughs> there. Love that. Love that. <laughs> but yeah, no, exactly. That's kind of our conversation. Yeah, kind of today. the combo. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Let's start using queer as an umbrella term. Um, let's erase biphobia. And don't be so scared of labels. Yes. I would say pay attention to representation. Find if you are struggling with your sexuality. It's it's not very easy, but it's nice to relate to someone, whether it be a person's status or a friend or whatever, about it. Because it can be a very isolating experience when you don't know. Like when it's not new, but like when you're realizing it, coming to terms with it, etc. And let people just live. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad if you listened to all of our February Love and Sex podcast. If you didn't, it's okay. I'm still glad that you're listening to this one. Me too. Definitely email us. I'm at tessa.osborne at state news. I'm griffin.wiles at statenews.com. You can also tweet. I'm Osborne Tessa. Yes, I'm Griffin Wiles. Let us know what you want to see us talk about, what your thoughts and opinions are about anything just let us know we're here to help next week we're talking about whether or not loyalty is toxic so definitely tune in yes and check out the other podcast offered by the state news we have house lights which is arts and entertainment the 1909 sports roundtable we have something for everyone thank you guys for tuning in thank you Bye. bye